Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, fresh, fresh off of a podcast Christmas party. Joined by an equally fresh, equally, what's the word? Plucky, full of life, not hungover at all, Aluko in. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. I am not at my best. <laughs> <laughs> We went to a podcast party last night. We did. We were invited to the Acast uh, Christmas party. That's our podcast provider. Um, Yeah, it was brilliant. Had a really fun time there. Saw some celebs in the podcast world at the very least. Yeah, there was Richard Herring, one of my favourite comedians ever, who I freaked out about. Yeah, so this was one of my favourite moments of the whole evening. So we were chatting with our guy at Acast, and I think we all thought, because when we walked in, I was like, I didn't recognise a single person. Well, there. it's mostly Acast employees. Well, yeah, exactly. Jobbers. I, and you were like quite jokingly asked, all right, who's the most famous person here? I thought it was going to be us. And then, and our guy was like, oh, Richard Herring's just over there. And Holly Davis literally went, what? <laughs> And there he was, with his beautiful grey, long, luscious hair. Yep. Oh, yep. I've got that guy's book. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I could keep up. I was like, I, I couldn't get out the name of his podcast. But he was kind of like kept himself to himself in his own mm. little like boardroom area that he, he was in. He had a VIP area. He did have a VIP area. But we also saw uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yes, two two of the three main No, no, they were all people? three of them were there. Alice, oh. James, and the other one. Yeah. The one with the dad? No, I think James is the one with the dad. So my dad wrote a porno is, podcast folks, the most successful podcast in the world. Uh, I'm not sure if it's like, (coughs) it's certainly the most, uh, it's the biggest one on our podcast platform. Yeah. It it is, I mean, they've, they've sold out the Royal Albert Hall off the back of their podcast. NXT UK couldn't do that. No, they couldn't. And they're going on tour like across Australia and, Mm. and doing like, they've done lots of big shows. And they were there. They are royalty in the podcast sphere. And also... Okay, Jamie. Jamie is the guy with the dad. And then James is the other lad. And then it's Alice Levine. 
So I was like, all right, yeah, but wrestling-wise, we're the biggest people here. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's Scroobius Pitt. <laughs> like, oh, come on! He's constantly waiting for that seal of <laughs> approval from them, but it just never came. No. No. But it was nice. We had a really fun time there. We took uh, some funny photos. You uh, beat me over the head with a microphone. I thought it was inflatable. I didn't know I was hitting you with a plastic microphone. <laughs> and then you broke it. Yeah, I hit you too hard. <laughs> That was when I realised it wasn't inflatable because that's not how inflatables work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so we we you know, we had some some drinks or all, all their free drinks. We 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 realised where the uh, food was coming from as well. The canapes, mm-hmm. so we just stood yeah, next we to co- where they came out. So we were always like first in line mm. for the canapes when they would come round, which I think was a really smart move on our part. It's, although... the, it's the first thing I do at any function like that. There's a wedding. I'm near where the canapes are brought out. I didn't have any of the canapes at my own wedding, so I was too busy doing all the photos. Mm. I was disgusted because they were apparently very good. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, I try and position myself to be like, aha, uh-huh, where are the canapes at? I, only, I need to get me some of them canapes. Uh, so we had those. Canapes. Canapes, yes, please. <laughs> um, and then uh, the beer ran out. Oh, I, I see. I, I was I was drinking. I'm a Prosecco guy now. You- <laughs> I was drinking Prosecco with the, gu- the, you, the girls. Well, literally, we're having a little bit of the bubbly. Well, I saw there was like this flat white wine, and then there was this beer that would make me bloated. I thought, well, there's no Guinness here. But there's a little bit of the bubbly. There's a little bit of the bubbly. And so you had quite a lot of the bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the beers ran out, at least the beers that Laurie and I were drinking. So I moved on to red wine. Oh, that is... What a terrible error. Well, you know, it's wine beer, then beer. No, beer before wine, wine you'll, you'll be fine. Be fine not yeah. the other way round. Yeah, but you should never go red to white. Well, that white well, that was red, my error. So I had I had did. red wine, which was fine, and then the ACAR staff came around and just sort of topped up <laughs> the glass that I had, but topped it up with white. So I had sort of like res- like residue red oh, at the bottom, Lord. and then he just topped it up with white. And I was like, this will probably be okay. It was not okay. Paul Jarman is turning <laughs> in his wine-loving cellar. Paul Jarman's one of our pledge hammers, and he's, he, he often critiques Luke for his <laughs> wine taste. I am um, so I fell asleep on the tube home. Mm-hmm. I got I went I left much later than I intended to because you left at a not a sensible hour. Well, I thought I was leaving at quarter to nine. That was your plan because I wanted to get back for Apprentice. <laughs> the sort of party man I am. But we were having a fun time, and the the bubbly was flowing. Oh, it was flowing. So I stayed to about 20 past 10, where, quite frankly, I became bored of yours and Laurie's company. <laughs> so I, I left then, yeah. Yeah, you left then. Um, I'd stay. I, and I thought, I'll have one more drink. I came. Sorry, that came across too... It was meant to be more jokey. I was not bored of your company. I know, now I, I feel I, bad. I think, I think pretty much everyone figured that. Um, uh, but so I, I intended to leave after I had one drink... And then I didn't. I just kept having more drinks. I got into a big conversation with one of the people who works at Acast about wrestling, because it turns out he's a wrestling fan. And I can't remember anything about the conversation, oh. but I'm pretty sure we talked about Cain Velasquez. Yeah. That, that, and that is about as much as I can remember. Um, and then I fell asleep on the tube home, woke myself up at White City, which is uh, sort of like, it's about 20 minutes from, from where I currently live. And I thought, I've got to get off this tube. 
Because I just did not feel great. Oh, whoa. <laughs> so I had to get off the tube. and Do just, a little bit of the vom. I didn't do a little bit of the vom, but I had to get off and just... A little just, bit like, of the poo? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of the fresh Sometimes air is what I needed. you don't know where it's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a little bit of the fresh air is what I was after. Yeah. And I was like, oof. And then I had to wait for another train to take me back home. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Head spinning. Uh, yeah, I think it was just because I, I, the shock of waking up and I didn't realize I'd fallen asleep. Um... And then I got home, and I think I was a bit loud because my wife was awake. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, and I got to bed. And I was okay. Just woke up this morning, being like, "Ugh, last thing I want to be doing now is watching a wrestling show." I asked Laurie because you went in this morning when I got in, uh, and I said, "How long did you stay last night? Uh, how long did you and Luke stay last night?" And Laurie went, "Oh well, Luke left about an hour after you." And I said, "When did you leave?" And he went, "Later." <laughs> <laughs> Such he a has party been, animal. He's been very quiet today. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's been very quiet today. I saw him crying into his own beard. <laughs> there was a moment um, during the party where I effectively lost Ollie and Laurie. Because Ollie went off to go get a drink. A little bit of the bubbly. A little, a little bit more of the bubbly. And, and Laurie La- didn't want to be stuck with you. So he so also Laurie also had to, to go somewhere as well. But I was also taking, I was texting my wife to be like, I think I've just seen uh, Jenny from The Chase slash Celebrity Masterchef. Um, and then I looked up and I couldn't see either of you. So I sort of like looked around the fire and I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't see either of them. I'm now just stood on my own like a weirdo. I need to do something. So I just thought, I'm going to go to the loo. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I walked down of a car, out of a, some double doors where I saw some people sort of filing in and out. But there was only a ladies' toilet there and the disabled toilets. Oh. And I was like, oh, there was a, a woman standing outside. I was like, do you know what the the gents are and she was like no I don't but I think the uh, that's free if you want to just go and use that so I thought okay that's fine so I went in there locked the door opened up the seat massive poo someone left a Christmas someone log in there left a Yule log Ooh. oh and I was like oh dear Do you have a nibble <laughs> it was foreshadowing what would happen to me later at White City mm. yeah <laughs> I, so I, I, I did my business and then I flushed the poo didn't go did it get bigger? It, it did. It was like monster blood from Goosebumps. Came it just out, kept growing. came out of the water at the bottom. Yeah. Started to push open the lid. And then I, obviously I washed my hands and I left. And there was another guy that was stood outside waiting for the, the toilet to become free. And I thought, oh no, he's now going to think I did that. And I, but I didn't want to say to him, that wasn't me. Well, you should have said, I think that would have got around it quite nicely. There's a big poo in there. It wasn't me. That's, well, that was and it. You I, should say that very loudly so all the women <laughs> yep. in the women's toilet here too. And that was a genuine fear of mine that I would see someone and be like, I didn't do the poo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get kicked off Acast. Oh, by the way, before we get into the show, because we've got to get into it. Yeah. Um, there are no super chats, folks. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we should, we should probably set that up after Absolutely. the freaking massive it's... debate we had a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, we've had... You know, we we always saw the the super chat criticism was was a raging debate. It did. Uh, we asked the the pod everyone on the we did a pod poll. We did, and it I think it was about sixty five percent wanted them to stay in. Yep. Well, when we when we took a load of viewer feedback on board for the YouTube channel, a lot of people were like the the rambles have gone on too long. Uh, and it's probably because of the super chats. If you're going to cut something, make it the super chats. So we're like, okay. This is something we, we spoke about earlier in the year. People are unhappy with it, but, you know, we thought the majority wanted it. So we are doing a two-week trial of not reading out Super Chats. So there will be no Super Chats on this episode. 
please tell us your thoughts. Yes. Maybe you might enjoy it more. Maybe you've got an idea where we can do the Super Chat still, but in a, a, in a different way that doesn't take up so much time. And before you ask, <clears throat> doing them as a separate podcast is not the answer, nor is just do them at the end. Because I think when people suggested, well, just do all the Super Chats at the end, miss the point that the video is still long. Yes. You've got to think, I, it certainly happens with me when I see a video that's like, if it says an hour 30, it doesn't matter if I want to listen to only the first part, I'm probably going to go, ah, I'll find another one. Yeah. So And like, you know, the, the length, our enormous length. Oh, it's so it's big. It's gotten so big it's like the recently. Poo in that we need to toilets. get back to our tiny, tiny roots. <laughs> um, and we've got some of your uh, correspondence to go through uh, in the outro portion of this podcast. So let's get into the show itself, where there was a new Fraction debut. Here is the show. It wasn't the best episode of AEW, folks. In fact, I would say, and this is a high standard because I think Dynamite has been terrific from from when it launched and has, has sometimes only gotten better. Like, it improves every week. But this was probably my least favourite episode of the eight, I believe, that have come so far. I completely agree with you. This was the episode where I, I found myself getting bored at one point. I wasn't sure if that was because I'm slightly hungover. Mm. But I also, I, just, I don't think there was, it wasn't grabbing my attention the same way that previous episodes have. Like you said, it's a very, very high bar that has been set <laughs> by this show. And I'd say, yeah, this has been the weakest episode thus far, but was still by no means a bad show. Oh, no, no. It still flew by for me. There was an excellent Kenny Omega pack that match. match really ruled. good. I really enjoyed the main event of Jericho Sky. Loved that. The opening had its issues. It was a comedy segment with Jericho. But, uh, the, you know, it, well, it wasn't the home run that I thought it would be, but the crowd was so into it, it had its moments. It's, it's still very fun. Uh, and the crowd all night, the Chicago crowd, were just so just good. excellent. Yeah. But it, it did have some missteps, and we'll get on to all of them. But one of the more newsworthy things was that there is a new faction mm-hmm. afoot, and it came in Cody's match. So Cody was... This, this was a heavily promoted show. It was almost a pay-per-view caliber card. Omega versus Pac, Sky versus Jericho for the AEW Championship. Yeah. You the had, ring. Yeah, the, the Diamond Ring yeah. final with DDP going to be presenting it between MJF and Hangman Page, that match. Uh, Chris Jericho's big thank you celebration thing. It's the eve of Thanksgiving, right? Or it was. Today? Well, no, Thanksgiving is today. <laughs> so happy, like, happy Turkey Day, everyone, for happy our American Turkey viewers. Day. Uh, I'm thankful for you for watching this show. I'm thankful for our new merchandise, which is uh, available tomorrow. Goes on sale tomorrow, just in time for Black Friday. We've got some fun adverts to to go along with that. So I'm also thankful for you, Lot, as well. I, I think like because because that's probably one of the reasons it was such an exciting looking show that the expert didn't meet those expectations yeah. either. But anyway. One of the big featured things was Cody making his return properly for the first time since MJF turned heel on him because he did come back the night after, but he was not cleared and, you know, sort of beaten up and thrown away and Wardlow choked him. Yes. Was that last week? No, it was, it was the week couple, before. Yeah, it was the week before yeah. because then they had the battle royal <clears> last week. Because he wasn't on last week, yeah. That's right. And so Cody comes in sort of... May, 
on on the upswing again, he takes on a guy called Matt Nix, who's kind of dressed as the purple thing from McDonald's. Oh, the Grimace. Grimace. Yes. Yeah, all in purple. Yeah. Uh, and he was just there as a local enhancement talent. And Cody, Cody made him tap with the figure four. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch there um he's also like he had his ribs taped up and everything heck of a scar above his eye dude dusty proud yeah that, really like was. all that scar tissue that was up there yeah but God. yeah and it was and one with the figure four so it's i think is new it's yeah. a new thing for cody right i mean that that is for, for the style of wrestling he loves <laughs> it's very up his street making someone tap to the figure four which oh, is yeah. such a huge feature of 80s and early 90s WCW, NWA wrestling yeah. with Ric Flair being on top for so long. So, yeah, th- but I love that. I love when wrestlers have multiple ways to end a match. Yeah. That's why I love Baron Corbin's moveset so much. There was a period where he was winning with deep sixes. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> As opposed to the end of days. Um, but he wins. He's super excited. You know, he's back, baby. Throws his weight belt into the crowd, which seems like... Mate, that seems quite dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Chicago crowd loved it, though. And he gets on the mic right after and calls out MJF. Let's do this right now. Uh, But you can see a bit of the ring open. I thought it was a glitch on my screen. But a little bit of the ring starts to get a hole in. And, yeah, this guy just comes out of it. A dude all in leather, uh, in a leather jacket. And Excalibur is screaming, It's the blade. It's the blade. And Jim Ross goes... Who? And I'm there like, who? And the crowd are also going, who? Who? And this guy beats down Cody. And then another guy comes up who's sort of similarly dressed, but is a lot bigger, has got a fancy moustache. And a monocle. And a monocle. He looks badass. (laughs) He's steampunked it up hard. Yeah. And he gets, yes, steam (laughs) M-punk. He gets in and he, he beats up. Uh, Cody 2 and Excalibur's now screaming it's the butcher it's the butcher and I'm like what is going on here Salted Jim Ross is like I don't know who any of these people are how do you know like nerd I wrote quite a lot in this show like Excalibur I thought so good I even wrote in my review of this episode in my notes he is one of AEW's best finds right totally absolutely he's so so good but then when he was doing this I I kind of was a bit like but what are you? No, this, I, 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 I disagree mm. because you want to get your new talent over. Like if you if they just showed up and you had Excalibur and, and Jim Ross going like, oh, that doesn't matter. Mm. Don't know, I don't know who those people are like and not caring. Then that doesn't get them over. Like then all of a sudden Cody's beat down is for nothing. Yeah. Whereas you've got Excalibur being like, oh, my God, I'm super excited because I buy into Excalibur and I believe the words that he says. It makes me think they're a big deal. And I think the presentation of them, like, overall, made them feel like a really big deal. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll finish what happened. Then Ali comes out. It's the bunny. And she's dressed sort of in a, in a similar way in black. And so you've got the, the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. Correct. And they, they all stand over Cody. And it cuts to break. And that's the last we see of them. So Ali, just a couple of weeks ago was in those power rankings and then she was attacked by Awesome Kong. I believe it was on the Full Gear pre-show during an uh, interview segment. No, 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 that was on that was on Dynamite. So it was two weeks ago then yeah. on on the post Full Gear show and Awesome Kong snipped off a bit of her hair. That's the last we saw of her and Ali was blonde. Hey, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, we haven't really seen a lot of Ali in, no. in AEW overall, really. And I don't know if this was always the plan for her to go here 
or if they just decided this in the last couple of weeks. I I thought this is the sort of act and debut that requires video package teases. Mm-hmm. I thought this didn't work. I thought it fell flat. I thought they... And I might be eating my words in a few weeks' time because they might turn out to be the supremely cool faction, potentially led by Marty Skrull. I could see these these characters fitting in with a sort of villain enterprises okay. if Marty goes there. But in in this initial reaction, I thought it fell flat. I thought it fell f- it's <laughs> it fell flat with the crowd certainly because the crowd didn't know who they were and I don't think they knew how to react to this. But I, I actually really enjoyed the segment. Oh yeah, I really liked it, and I think it might just be because I'm a big fan of Ali. I really like the look of this team. It's Braxton's um, yes. Sutter, and, and I can't remember what the other chap's name is. So the other guy is uh, Andy Williams. That's right. Um, and they, so he's in a band uh, called Every Time I Die, which I then listen to on Spotify. And they're ace. Yeah. Oh, they're great. They're really. It's prop. It's stoner rock. So I was well into it. It's a cool. Uh, it's a cool name. Yeah. Um, um, but yes, yeah, Sutter and Ali formerly wrestled in Impact. They're yeah, actually they're married. married. Yeah. And so I think they've got a really good look. And with Ali's look as well, I just kind of I instantly bought into the act. And then I've seen the picture of them as, as they've been a sort of a tag team on the indies. And Sutter's got like that mask that looks like what was that home invasion movie? Um, dang, I can't remember what it was called now. But it's a, it's a similar kind of mask to that. And I was like, oh, look, that that's dope, man. I think that looks really cool. So I'm actually I'm excited. Better than to see- a monocle. Well, I mean, he's obviously the cool what one. What is? Yeah. <laughs> he's got the tash and the monocle. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually really excited by this act. It's another tag team for the division as well. And plus, it's like, I mean, Cody, perhaps to his detriment, is just doing, like, he is falling on every sword possible to be like, I'm, let, put them in the ring with me. I'll do my best to mm. get them over. Yeah, I, I feel like he was burned so much in legacy with Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, no, I will make amends. Well, you, that's because you forgot the whole point of <laughs> legacy was to get over Randy Orton. Yes, not it, the it, younger talent. Not, not to create new stars. Um so I, I really, really like this segment. It was, you know, low-key one of my favourite things oh. on the show. And it's the thing I'm actually, I'm really excited for. I'm also, I loved the Dark Order uh, yes. vignette that we yeah, got yeah. later on as well. And so because I'm now starting to get a bit more into the, the Dark Order, I'm kind of excited where that's going to go. And we've got another new tag team here. I just think the tag team division has just got so many cool elements to this. And I thought, man, is this going to be, a, you know, a feud with Cody finding a partner to take on this team? Or is it just... Cody was used to get this over. Is it going to be Cody and Dustin? Although Dustin appears to be busy with Hager. It just left me with a lot of questions, but I'm excited to find out what those answers are. Okay, well, I I, I thought we were going a Cody-MJF route. But we can um, delay that. Yeah, we totally don't have to. We can delay that and draw it out. But if, if that's the case, I would like Cody to have a really good side quest. And this didn't, this didn't immediately captivate me. I'm not saying it won't, but... Considering the lessons they should have learned from the Dark Order, which is just putting them out there didn't work. However, now they're starting to play these really, really exciting video packages. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you're right. I'm now into the Dark Order, and then when they debut, I know more about their act. I, I think this would have been a lot better. A, if it was the Lucha Bros. (laughs) I'm joking, (laughs) but you're not really. <laughs> but but if if they had video packages like the last month or so of just because it is quite a it's not a not a realistic based act like private party and you know the rest of the tag division are just guys 
who are cartoon characters. These are like cartoon characters who have become wrestlers, mm-hmm. uh, but which was sort of the Dark Order criticism as well. And I yeah. feel like that needs a bit more explanation. It would be a totally different case if they were really, really recognisable. Yes, if this was a, a tag team that you already knew. If it was the revival and I, that's the revival, boom, this is amazing. But it wasn't. So I thought it was a, a creative misstep. Um but yes, uh, should we get on with the full show? Unless Indeed. you've got any more thoughts. Oh, I mean, for, as I said, for me, I just thought it was... It, it worked for me. Mm. I, and I'm, I'm excited to see more of them. I could be completely proved wrong, and uh-huh. it turns out they're a big load of butts. But I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I actually just get up the results of oh, that's our right, yes. weekly AEW Dynamite versus NXT poll that went up on the community tab this morning. I cannot see this going well for AEW because if, did you see that Keith Lee tackle of Keith, uh, yeah, oh, Adam, Adam Cole, Cole holy heckins! And of course NXT coming off that excellent Survivor Series push. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, NXT 66%. Wow, and that is big. Much bigger win than last week. M- that, and that is, I wonder if that will be reflected in the ratings mm. as well. Because I could, I could see a uh, NXT getting a big bump off that Survivor yeah. Series push. Yeah, really interesting to see. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, right before we get out of here, let's get on to some Pledgehammer shout-outs for our wonderful Patreons, who today, Luke, get... So, today we released our review of Survivor Series 1997, as voted for by our Patreon Pledgehammers, three hours 
and 40 minutes that podcast is it's, it's a lot a, of screw job chats it is a beefy beefy chat we talked for about the screw job we, we went back and we read all the observers around that oh, time did. i did um and we talk about the screw job and everything surrounding it for about 50 minutes mm. it is a long old chat at the end of it we got like a real deep dive trying to find as many different variations of like who said what and what stories have come out in the last 20 odd years really fascinating to revisit the first hour of that show is horrible and the second hour is much better. <laughs> yeah, really, really good by the end. Kane's first pay-per-view match, which I never knew had the red lighting that we're well, seeing yeah, with it's, the fiends it's, it's now. It's like black lighting, isn't it? Because it's it's not... Oh, like yeah, a dark they, room. They, 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 they make it look like he's wrestling in the bowels of hell. Yeah. And it's just so timely to review this show when they're doing that with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It's really, really weird. Uh, so yeah, go over to Patreon, WrestleTalk's Patreon, so you can pledge and get that exclusive podcast. But also for our $25 a month or more backers. If you wanted another reason to go and listen to it, you get to hear Ollie laughing at Vince McMahon getting rickrolled live on an episode of Monday Night <laughs> Raw. It's truly special. It's truly special. I went to go find it on the network so I could get the clip to yeah, put yeah. in there. It's been edited on the oh, network. what? They've taken the rickrolling bit That's out. That's worse than all the stuff they took out for Benoit. <laughs> uh, so thank you to add $25 a month or more pledge hammers more news at 11 atheist news oh Whoa, nice yeah, and the flame returns flaming Clive. yeah thank you flaming the hunter tyler bailey nice oh, yes, yeah thank you. i'll get you he man skeletor 10594 catchy sayonara sayonara cheney grant Yay! Yay! Nice. Difficult to pronounce. I'm going to do the next one, so I want you to do the, the other one. Cause that's, that's They're straight from the pages of 2000 AD comics. Judge Mortis. Oh, nice. Good read. Marvelous. Marvin Minor. Yeah. Nice. Marvelous. Air Jordan Griffey. Griffey. Maybe I, I said that wrong. I do apologize. Golden Nick Holden. Ooh, that's nice. Simple. Yeah, that's nice. nice. Hooniversal champion Kenny Hoomega. I think he's a Doctor Who fan. Well, I, I thought he was a Doctor Seuss fan. Could oh. from, from Whoville. He's one of a kind. One of a kind. Ket. Nice. Thank you so much. So, right, Jericho started off this episode with um, his celebration, his Thanksgiving celebration. Yeah. And there were loads of floats down, not floats, but people dressed up in sort of inflatable costumes. Yeah. And this, this, was Jericho, this was Jericho trying to do <clears throat> the Festival of Friendship. Yeah. It, it never got over to that level, but the, uh, the crowd really, really enjoyed it. In fairness, that, the Festival of Friendship is one of the best in-ring segments of all time mm -hmm. for, for me personally. And I thought this was really, really good. It just didn't have an ending. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's where it, everything before then I really enjoyed. It was very funny. So uh, we start off with MC Soul Train Jones. Absolutely. In the ring. A great callback to Virgil's cameo in Chris Jericho's video package against Cody. And uh, there's a brass band on the ramp. Uh, Jericho comes down and he says it's going to be the greatest night in television history. Look under all your seats. He does this Oprah thing. Look under your seats. Look under your seats. There's a 50 cents off the new Chris Jericho t-shirt voucher under there. Do you know there actually was vouchers as Were well? Were there? Yeah. Oh, was, that's so good. I've seen someone was tweeting about it. Yeah, it was. And it's just, it literally says 50 cents <laughs> off Jericho t-shirt. And on the back it says, you're welcome. 
And it cuts. I, I do get annoyed by them cutting to the crowd, but they did cut to the crowd in this instance. And this Chicago man in the in the audience was going crazy, being like, "Thank you, Jericho! <laughs> yes." It was really, really good. Um, and he made the announcement that AEW have re- released an official little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. Really funny. And you can it's buy so, it. it. It crashed the website. Littlebitofthebubbly.com. Yeah. yeah. An actual sparkling wine from Naples. You can't call it champagne. No, so because it's not, not in the, in the champagne, champagne region. region. But it, yeah, it, uh, apparently the website crashed um, <laughs> as soon as the announcement was made and it sold out instantly. That is so... F- that is... That is brilliant business. I think actually there is, because I tried to, to buy some, because I, I thought we could have it for the Christmas show. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I could still add some to the cart, so I think they might have like tried to restock. Uh, what's it got? Just a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, a little bit of the, um, yeah, a little bit of the bubbly.com. It I redirects you. a little bit of the bubbly. Ah, uh, no, it redirects you through to uh, like knocking wines or something. Knocking points. There you go. So is that a, look at that, I'm on the website now. Uh, a... What does that say? A libation suitable for Le Champion on the advert. Libation, maybe? Libation. What's a libation? Uh, you, you look at that. I'll I Google do that what libation myself is. sometimes. $46 for two bottles. Bargain. Pre-order now. Uh, we, we a a libation a... is a ritual pouring of a liquid. Ah. Um, <laughs> bottles will begin shipping second week of December. And then he's got a little video here as well. Of him, I won't watch it now. I'm watching it now. I'll, st- I'll stop it. I'll stop it. <laughs> That's fantastic. So yeah, so you, uh, I think we, we should probably get some for the the Christmas show. Oh yeah, I think a little, really bit, of little bit of the bubbly. So this was this was really good. He then called out the rest of the inner circle. So Sammy Guevara and uh, uh, proud, proud and powerful was it? It's- Proud and proud and powerful. Thank you very much. It's Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. So they come down to the ring and they party with him. Sammy calls Jericho a father figure. He's got a present for him, and it's a life-size standee of Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And the the, the cardboard cutout is of them both hugging like this. Yeah. Jericho's got this fantastic expression of glee on his face. And he goes, thank you, Sammy, you Spanish god. <laughs> and they hug each other in the exact same pose. I thought that was very funny. It was really good. Um, Santana and Ortiz also had presents for him. They had a, a gift package, which had flu medicine, flip-flops, and a little bit of the 40. A lot of this went over my head. I found it funny because everyone was so good. But the crowd were, like, chanting for 40. What's 40? Well, 40 is, like, so it's 40-ounce uh, beer, it says. It's like what uh, oh, uh, gangs tend to drink. In a brown paper bag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, why, why was the so flu medicine That's what all so those funny. hip-hop songs about. It's just like, with your 40 and your shorty. I've never heard the 40. Really? Wow. I used to, my, uh, my first ever band uh, hoodie that I ever bought was a corn hoodie. Mm-hmm. And that had 40-ounce uh, beer bottles with the corn logo on it. Outrageous. It was you won't pff- see that from our merch. It was Which pretty. just has barbed wire weapons. And while on. this is very cool, my corn hoodie was like... Really cool. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I, I looked. Yeah. I, I mean, I I was bullied heavily for it, but also I look pretty cool. Who's laughing now, <laughs> jerks? Uh, but the crowd was so so into this, and then in in something that was quite a funny visual gag, but I I really really thought it was stupid to do, and I actually disagree with it. Is Jericho's looking around like, where's Hager? Where's Hager? You know, he's the hurt. His, his biggest biggest friend. He's his closest bodyguard. And it cuts to the crowd, and there's Jake Hager with a literal goat 
on a lead and the goat does not want to be there because it's a crowd of, you know, thousands of people. We saw this at Double or Nothing with Cody when he brought out his dog and the dog crapped its... It was all out, wasn't it? Was it all out? Yeah, it was all out. It was his match against Sean Spears. Oh, okay. Well, they, came, they, came, they came out with the Star Trek outfits. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well earlier this year. And... That that dog was massively scared. Pyro was going off around it. Of course, like it was a really really bad call. And in the interviews afterwards, Tony Khan was like, "That was that was a mistake. Was We're not going to do it again." And then a couple of months later, you've got a guy. I know there was no pyro or anything, but that goat was very scared. Did not want to be there. The handler was like, "Uh," and Hager's just like yanking it by the neck to make it stay in position. I'm sure he doesn't want to be doing that because. He's just put in a, a, like, I don't know how people signed off on that. Sure, it's a funny gag. I've got you a goat. This is called Chris Jarek Goat. But is that pun really worth putting that animal through that amount of stress? I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. And, and it's, it's more frustrating because they've already made that mistake and they've done it again. And yet when usually they learn from this sort of stuff. Thankfully, the segment managed to get back on track. Yes, because yeah, was, that was very, very bad. But thankfully, we got back on track because they revealed under in this sort of giant presence, Jericho's dad, his his his, his dad was there yeah. in, a, in a, a Rangers uh, hockey jersey as well, and he just said, "I'm so happy to be back in New York City." Fantastic. He was <laughs> Loki. He was the greatest thing in this segment. He was amazing. He was really- so so funny I mean Miz dad will always be the gold standard but Jericho dad that's good Jerry dad Jerry dad and there's a massive let's go black hearts uh, chant because the the Chicago hockey team I'm going to presume and uh, Brock Lesnar guy was there I I spotted him in the crowd latest fan defection (laughs) and he uh, Jerry dad calls them uh, calls the black hearts a load of wimps and then gives them all like custom made New York Ranger uh, hockey jerseys that's got the name on them, like the Champion and um, Spanish Guard. It was very, very funny. It was really good. Uh, you know, it's always it's always a bit worrying getting non-performers into the ring to do what is actually quite a, a demanding comedy segment from just a delivery perspective. But I, he he was he was flawless. That was really, really, good. really so, genuinely so good. good. And then uh, Jericho, Jericho calls in Justin Roberts to read the official apology or like the, the, thank, the you thank you from TNT, Warner Media, and AEW, which is what he's always wanted from the start. You know, he thinks all the success of AEW is down to him. And he says, You there, I don't want to read. You there in the front row. And it's Justin Roberts, the ring announcer. You come in here and read it for me. What's your name, kid? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Justin Roberts, where are you from? Uh, and the, the, uh, geniusly, Roberts is from Chicago. Yeah. So he, you know, I was just down the road, and then <laughs> mm. they would talk about his elementary school and, and things like that. Very, very nice touch. Yeah. Uh, so, so Roberts reads things, and it is a genuine thank you letter. I was expecting there to be like a the punchline was there's actually not a thank you in there, and Jericho freaks out over that. But no, there, this was just a nice thank you letter. That might have been a better ending. Yes, but Jericho didn't like the tone uh, that Roberts used, so uh, he slapped him in the inner circle, beat him down. I find it staggering that not one of them thought to choke him with the tie. Yes! How do you miss that? That is the, op- that is the open of most open goal. Go and ex- explain just in case people aren't familiar with that. So when the Nexus debuted in WWE, Daniel Bryan, they were told... Go out there. Like, there is no holds barred. Do whatever you want out there. Um, 
but don't I, I don't think they said don't they never said don't choke anyone because he says to try to choke um, uh, John Cena later in the segment you can see Cena tell him don't do that mm. but yeah they just said go out there and just destroy everything there's no rules just break everything down so Daniel Bryan got Justin Roberts and choked him with his own time this is great visual for it but because he choked him and Mattel uh, WWE's sort of partner and they didn't really like it Bryan got fired like, legit got fired by WWE, and then they brought him back uh, for the SummerSlam match. And, yeah, so I thought, someone surely is going yeah. to choke Justin Roberts with the tie, and they never did. I thought that was an error. That would have been really funny. Um, but then uh, the, some of the marching band are actually SCU. Scorpio Skies, of course, challenging for the title later in the night. They run in, uh, chase off, be in a circle, and Virgil's still in there, and... Daniels does a weird choke, throw thing to the ground. It was a, it was an unfortunately limp ending to what was a, a progressively building segment. Yes, I didn't, I didn't think it. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame it didn't. But I thought all the comedy stuff was very good, apart from the go. Apart from the go thing, yeah. I, I thought it was, it was a good segment, but it, it needed a, a bigger ending. I think actually, it's just, it's testament to your point that you've had mm. recently, which is that SU are not over to the level that they are pushed. Yeah, uh, Tony Schiavone's not here. He's on assignment. So here's Marco Sue Martinez from State Farm. Oh, was it advised? <laughs> Who is that guy? I don't know. He's only there for the first match. Yeah, I was really worried he was going to be on commentary for the whole night because he he wasn't a professional commentator in any oh. stretch of the imagination. No, he was not. But he was there to uh, to call the first match, which was Best Friends versus the Lucha Bros. Um, they put over that Trent beats Pentagon Jr. on AEW Dark, which was, you know, it's on their YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Bit nice to have shown that, but instead they just told us, you know, I think that's an error. Um, and then Cassidy did a dive onto the Orange Cassidy there, did a dive onto them in a turkey suit because LA, LAX, Lucha Brothers attacked um, best friends at the start of the match, like in their hoodies. And Excalibur said in that spot, after Orange Cassidy had done a dive off the top rope to the outside dressed in a turkey suit, we're really going for that over 50 demographic. <laughs> I miss that. Which is a... So last week's ratings when NXT beat AEW. Uh, AEW actually beat NXT in all the demographics apart from 50 plus. But NXT's was so high, uh, that's what... But in, in the 50 plus thing. Which Basically, is, they, brought in, they brought in a lot of over 50s yeah, into yeah. watching that episode. So that was, uh, well, not even a thinly veiled barb. It was mm -hmm. it, it didn't even relate to what was happening. Excalibur was just itching to say it. I thought it was very, very catty. Um, so we got an ad break. Uh, Lucha Brothers were working over at Trent for, for quite a while. Chuck Taylor got the hot tag. Uh, and in the end, um, Trent hit the reverse tombstone and uh, pinned. Yeah. They beat the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, really big. Uh, big stuff for Trent. Um, I, you know, yeah, I, I've I think the Lucha Bros should be doing something more because I love best friends, but they're hardly, you know, in the in the top of the the the, the main event scene. But you know, this this was cool. Uh, it's yeah. a good way to build Trent. So um, they had two big back to back wins for for best friends, yeah. uh, and it was good. They, I, I've said in recent weeks that I feel like they're not getting over the power rankings stuff enough. This was the first show where I, it started to click with me. Yeah, because as soon as that happened, they were like, "Well, best friends, you know." They'll rank probably on the power rankings now, yeah. which is the sort of top five people in the division who aren't the champions. And that tied in really nicely with the next match, which was B Priestley and Emi Sakura versus Newbie. Emi Sakura. What did I say? Emi Sakura. <laughs> 
I just read the <laughs> I just read the letters. <laughs> Chris Stanlander? Statlander. Statlander. Statlander, yes. Uh, Who they're very, very high yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody in particular loves her, apparently. And Sheeda. Yes. Uh, who I love. I think she's excellent. I think she's tremendous. Yeah, and she rightfully is at the top of the power rankings in the women's division now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was... this. So Chris has only been wrestling for three years, they said on commentary. Uh, and I suppose because WWE have signed pretty much every women wrestler in the world, that's why that AEW is sort of having to go for more rawer talent. But I think that might work to their benefit. It really could do, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, they just need some bloody stories. Mm, I, I, I feel like I'm a stuck record with this, but yeah, some bloody stories would be lovely for this women's division. Where's Riho? Like, Riho's not been around for mm. ages. And it just feels like this women's division is going nowhere. It's just, they get one match a week, it's usually a tag match, and it's never building to anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, the, I'm yeah. sure it'll build to um, Shida versus Riho, and you can play off the fact that they had that you know, one half of the number one contendership are at All Out. But, I don't know, it just feels like we're going nowhere. Also, she'd lost tonight. Yeah. Uh, last so, but, but Stat, the, the positives are Stalander was re- really impressive. Really, really good. Uh, she she did this really good Oklahoma roll round the ring. Yeah. It was so fast. I've never seen anyone do it that quick. And the referee was very good at running around it yeah, to, yeah. to try and catch up with what was going on. I thought yeah. that was a really, really nice. And out of that, so that was on Sakura. 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 <laughs> Uh, Sheeda just runs behind her with this sick knee to the head. Sheeda is so good. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, Emmy cheats with a the, the sort of mic stand to yeah. the back of her head, and Stalander gets gets pinned. Jim Ross had a bad call at the start of this, um, which a, a lot of people have pointed out on on mm. the old Twitter machine, particularly in the wake of the the Jim Cornette uh, uh, situation, where when uh, Emmy Sakura was making her entrance, he said. Yeah, Freddie Mercury is looking a lot more oriental, Asian, female. God's <laughs> sake, Jim. Just dig. Yeah. Every, I mean, like, you know, that's, that's, he's saying what he sees. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, I said, I said the same thing about Jim Cornette. When you hire Jim Cornette, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Like, when you hire Jim Cornette, it was like, what? He said a racist thing on commentary. I am shocked. I was like, that's what Jim always does. Yeah. That's what he's done for the last 70 years. He hasn't updated his references <laughs> in three decades. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Jim Ross. Mm. It's like you hired Jim Ross, like, Jim Ross forgot some people's names. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Jim does. Jim knows who no one is. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was just him scrambling. Yeah. It's, and and the, the two comments, you compare it to the Cornette thing, I think, are very different, but... Uh, yeah, but then, it was not a good call. Then we got Moxley. Yeah, this this promo. was fire. This was so good with this line. I am Napalm Death. I will get you eventually. Oh, he said oh he's my a God. fire burning through the woodland. This is this mm. was fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, it was just like a 60-second uh, short to the point, succinct. Any, anyone else want to step up against me? And you're going to get seriously, seriously hurt trying. He's doing what Alistair Black's knock-on-my-door thing, but like actively going out and finding people. Yeah. It's like, it, and the, the stuff after Darby Allen match last week where he looked incredible at the end of that show. And this played in directly to the, the main event, which was really the cherry... The, the, the real shining light of this episode. Absolutely. Uh, then we got the Cody and Matt Nix match, which was where the new faction debuted. We've talked about that. Then we got the other best thing on the episode, for my money. Yeah. 
Pack versus Kenny Omega. It was a, so a rematch from the uh, mm-hmm. uh, their match at All Out. And in the same building. In the same building. They put this over. This is power ranked number one versus power ranked number five. And I really like what they're doing with Pack at the moment. Because Pack's whole deal since Dynamite started is that I've never been, I've not given the title shot. Yeah. Like they, we had that moment when he came out for guest commentary. He's like, why am I on commentary? I should be in that ring being the best, which is what I am. And I should be in these title matches. And they put it over again on commentary that he is ranked number one, but it's because of Scorpio Sky pinning Jericho. Scorpio Sky is getting the, and you know, because Sky kind of tricked Jericho into giving him a title shot. That's happening tonight. So Pac is once again not fighting for the championship mm. to kind of further fuel his character. I really, really like what they're doing with Pac. Yeah, yeah same here. And this this match just started at eleven. Yeah, they they uh, Pac flips out of a f- this amazing that, that Kataro crusher, which was which, which the, the the leg thing, and, and Pac just sort of like just yeah. sort of handspringed out of it. Oh, incredible! And and then like, but Omega just jumps up for a reverse run and right away. Yeah, like it starts so quickly. And then Excalibur's getting over how Kenny has probably gone back and rewatched that all-out match to, to study where he went wrong. And this was the first time that Kenny Omega has felt like the Kenny Omega I thought we were going to get in AEW. Completely. Even the Mox, you know, the Moxley match was a Moxley match. It wasn't an Omega match. And we've had a year of Omega really weirdly not on purposely not being Kenny Omega. Yeah, it's it's a weird year where Kenny Omega has not been the best wrestler in the world. And he's been doing that on purpose. Yeah, it's, I think it's, you know, he's gotten stuck up in his own creative instincts where he's like, no, I must, I, I'm so I've got, I've got this story. Yeah. And I want to tell this story. And by doing that, I've got to not have good matches yeah, and, and lose a lot. And I, yeah, I, I don't think that was the right idea. But... Now it feels like we're at the start of his comeback story. Now this is the proper version of him. And it was an excellent match. Uh, just the, the Snapdragon, they teased the Snapdragon on the, the apron. And Kenny was so intense about it. It's like an intensity I hadn't really noticed was missing in previous matches. Yeah, uh, yeah strike exchanged. Omega made just a kick to the gut look Look devastating when Pac flew into the corner. Yeah, it was absolutely. Yeah, that kick was so so yeah. good. Big moon salts to the uh, the floor from the the top rope by Pac. Really, really great stuff. Um, did you watch this on fight? No, I watched it with ad breaks, so I didn't know. I didn't see what was going on in, in well, between. There was an interesting moment during the ad break where they said, "You know, we're we're still live on the the Fight TV app uh, in the UK," and they sort of like list all the other places. And then Jim Ross said, oh, "I'm going to be in the uh, UK next month. Looking forward to seeing you, Kenny McIntosh." Ah, Kenny got a shout out. Kenny got nice. a shout out on AEW. Uh, but the the crowd are chanting, "This is awesome!" Yeah, uh, Pack hit this amazing avalanche falcon arrow oh, you know, off the top rope. Hot dang, that was great. And it, it go, like he tries to pin Kenny immediately after, but because of the positioning, and again, Excalibur and JR really neatly put this over, he couldn't get a good cover. Yeah. And it was a really close two count. Uh, Omega rolls out of the black arrow, V-trigger, one-wing danger reversal, but then Kenny reverses that into a roll-up for the win. Only the second man to beat Pac. Yeah, it was a really nice crucifix mm. uh, by uh, Omega for the win there. But yeah, the second person to beat uh, uh, to beat Pack. I thought it was a really, really great match. However. <gasps> Uh-oh, here comes negative Nelly. Why is Kenny Omega's Titantron him walking through the crowd in a backpack with the most bored expression on his face. He's walking through Japan. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in Shibuya. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I got that. <laughs> that doesn't scream, I'm excited for this match now. Isn't that the, 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 yeah. those weirdly boring entrance to, to a wrestler? You know, like... But again, I think it's, it's tying into the character that he's been telling all this year long, which is that he's lost his way. Yeah. So it's, and I, I agree with you, but again, it's done on purpose. <laughs> he's made it bad on purpose. He needs to change it. Yeah. It really, like, I want to get amped up. Like, wrestling entrances are so designed to get you excited for the match. But Kenny starts with... It's... it's <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely so right. So we need to change that. Uh, after this, we got the Diamond Dozen Battle Royal finals. Yeah. After the Battle Royal last week, it's MJF versus Hangman Page. Uh, MJF uh, had an insert promo where he put over how expensive the ring was. Earlier in the night as well, they said it cost $43,000. <laughs> and MJF said it cost $45,000. And Excalibur afterwards just like, man, that price of that ring just keeps going up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was funny. It's clearly a bit of miscommunication mm. there between who was doing, who was producing the promos and who was producing Excalibur. But uh, MJF, MJF's little promo was really good. He said, that diamond ring's going to look a lot better on me than it will an inbred hick like yeah. Hangman Page. And then Hangman Page gets his own promo and he's like, look, don't insult where I'm from. If you want it so bad, I'll shove it up your ass after I beat you. Yeah, he said, I'm not a ring guy, but I'm going to win it anyway. And then I'm going to shove it up yeah, your ass. It's really, great. really good. Beating, think... you, beating MJF will be sweet. That's two rings right there. Put a ring up the ring. Mm. Uh, but this was this was an okay match. I re- I think Page has just leveled up as a performer. Really has, yeah. Like he he hasn't changed much, but it's just the way he carries himself. I think he seems so confident. At yeah, he's, yeah, I really feel like he's found his stride mm. in, in AEW. But I, I mean, I'm a big big Page fan, and I thought he was really really good in this as well. Yes, yeah. he came out this match hot <clears throat> and like setting up for the buckshot. He had the match sort of like. You could argue he had the match won on various different occasions, but Wardlow were, was outside as MJF second, constantly interfering. Like, he set up to do the, the buckshot, but Wardlow... Um, and he hit the buckshot, in fact, actually, but Wardlow put MJF's foot onto yeah. the ropes. Um, and then as the referee was sort of arguing with MJF, Wardlow punched him, and MJF hit the crossroads for the win. Did you hear what he's called it now? Well, I heard what JR called it. But I think that's what the that, name's called I mean, it's, it's a fantastic name. So he's using Cody's finish, but it's called Double Cross, which I think is a fantastic little detail. Brilliant. And it's even better because MJF is terrible at doing that move. Oh, it was horrible. And JR was putting over the fact that he's very bad at doing that <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah. Like, it's effective because it puts an opponent down, but it doesn't look as slick and as clean mm. as when Cody does it because Cody is the better wrestler. So MJF not doing it as well is even more annoying. Yeah. And I love it even more. Yeah, it was smart stuff. Uh, the crowd really got into wanting Wardlow out of there. Yeah. Like, MJF has got proper heel heat. And that's that's quite something because he's so charismatic, it's quite easy to cheer him. But turning on Cody has really given him the right sort of reactions. Uh, DDP comes yeah. out. What a guy. What a great reaction for yeah. DDP as well. He just looks fan. He just looks amazing. Yeah, he's like this lean. Just looks. So- he looks so healthy. It's not your mama's yoga. Yeah. Uh, but he comes out, he gives the, the ring to MJF, and the crowd are chanting, asshole. Well, I love that he said, he goes, he goes, you know what? It wasn't you that I really wanted to win, but I'm going to be the bigger man. And he offers out a handshake. MJF takes out his gum and puts it in, in DDP's hand. I was like, what a dick. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant move. Uh, then DDP gets in his face. Wardlow oh, steps yeah. up. 
and then DDP says that this 63 year old man is going to kick your ass. Yeah, you and I believe down. him. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, we said this in that really good uh, Skybox brawl where DDP was a part of it. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a match. Yeah, I think he's well. I think next year, their next pay per view, we're going to get a DDP special attraction match. I wonder if they'll do DDP Wardlow. As a way to get Wardlow over because he beats the legends. Potentially. I mean, they're going to have to do a lot of work to make me excited for that. Uh, but yeah, I, th- this was that they have a brawl then and it's all separated. We didn't really see DDP get properly physical here. Uh, but I, th- I thought this was, this was good. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, then we got Dustin come out with Jen Decker in the ring. And because Justin Roberts was taken off. Uh, he was selling the injuries from her. Well, Jen Decker's their interviewer anyway. Mm. It was Dasher doing the yes, uh, ring introductions. Yeah. Uh, and Dustin starts to say something about Jake Hager, which again makes me a bit more confused why he didn't in, like make he his retu- return with re- the Hager stuff. Yeah, he Mark returned me. in the wrong segment last week. Uh, but then uh, the inner circle of Sammy Guevara and Proud and Powerful jump him. The Young Bucks run down for the save. They set up a triple Shattered Dreams spot. They all do it. Yep. And that's it. Fun stuff. They're having yeah. a six-man next week. Yep. It's going to be the main event of next oh, week's okay, show. That's which, a good... which I am really looking forward to because I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But then we got the third best thing of the night. Oh, yes. This has really stepped up. This was, Yeah, it was a video package for the Dark Order. I, I was a bit conflicted about the one we had last week. And it's only through chatting with you today in this video that I've realized why I was a bit conflicted on it last week. It's because, as you said, we should have had this first and then had their debut matches and, and things like that. But and because this video package came after their debut, it didn't almost sit right. Mm. But it is feels like it's a sort of a soft reset. Yeah, and totally. like Where they've gone like, right, that was a mistake. We've made an error here. Let's hit the reset and we'll, just, we'll try this again because we really want this act to work and this has been a very very good reset because mm. I thinking back on it I loved last week's video package but this one was so so good that I'm now actually excited for the Dark Order and I want to see more of what they've got to offer yeah definitely I played it so what happened was it's the guy from the train last week who saw the Dark Order advert on the tube or the subway and is it the same? I thought it was a difference. I thought it was the same guy, but uh, it might I, not. I be. don't. I don't know. I mean, it would make sense to be the same guy. Uh, he goes to a sort of one of those small churches, and he goes inside, and there's a few people listening to this sermon from Evil Uno, fantastically filmed, so you can only see the bottom part of his face. Yeah, I didn't pick up it was Evil Uno until the end when yeah. the, the mask flashed up, uh, and Stu Grayson's in the background and. And it's cutting to different, like flashing to different people's backstories who are sitting in the, in the, what is it? The sort of pew, the pews. pews that's what Yeah, because it was like a, like a disused church yeah. sort of setup. It was like a proper, like, cult like. It was mentality. like the Feltz's church. That, yeah, yeah, very, very good idea. Yeah. And you see how they're also, like, forgotten in their worlds as well, how they're also losers in their own mm. worlds. And you've just got this guy, and, like, as Evil Uno is speaking, he's just nodding and nodding as if, like, finally someone is speaking yeah. is saying the things I needed to hear it was really good acting by that guy and the, the, the woman who was in that scene was also terrific and then at one point it goes back to the, the kid who went into it at the start and they turn around there's this flash of light and now they're wearing the creeper masks and they turn around to, to look at this kid and they're doing the sort of minion salute thing it was so effective mm. it was awesome it's so good that not only do I want to see the Dark Order back as soon as possible in AEW, 
I want to see a minion tag team. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to see like I don't just want the Dark Order to be two guys. I want it to be a larger faction. That's really nice actually. I like that a lot. Um but yeah, it's it's really it's really fantastic stuff. I sh- I played it to my lady partner who's not a wrestling fan and I said, "What do you think of this?" I didn't explain anything and she mm. was like, "It's really good." What is it? I was like, it's a wrestling program. <laughs> it's not a horror movie. Got you. You like wrestling. No, no returns. <laughs> <laughs> no backseats. Uh, but yeah, so they kind of, it was a cliffhanger on whether this guy is going to join the Dark Order. Yeah. Uh, very, very Firefly Funhouse-esque. Very, very in much In terms so. of creating a universe that works inside a wrestling show. I loved it yes really really good uh, and then the main event was no slouch either no, it's it really Scorpio wasn't. Sky versus Chris Jericho um, SCU don't accompany Sky down to the ring because that plays into some really good booking later They and they announced earlier in the night as well that seconds have been banned from ringside for this main event so it right. is just going to be Sky versus Jericho and they announced that it's, it has got a 60 minute time limit because it's a championship match but we haven't got 60 minutes left of TV so mm. if this match does go past TV time the rest of it will be available on YouTube. Which I thought was a really nice yeah. thing because it adds a, a level of realism because they know, well, this match can't go 60 minutes. There's only 40 minutes left of TV. Yeah. 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 So I thought I, I, I like that. There's <laughs> that little extra F and that little bit of detail. It's the same with the, um, the, the judging panel. Yeah. My favorite thing about Full Gear was when they announced that judging panel, everyone immediately said, that's the finish. They're going to go to a 60-minute time limit draw, and it's going to come down to those. And I was like, no, 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 it's, it's the red herring. It's just there to add another level to this match that it will play into something later down the line, but you don't do it on the first one. Yeah, definitely, yeah. In two years' time, when they do go to the panel, and it, that's been set up for two years, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant long-term booking. I really, really missed Justin Roberts doing, this is your main. Yeah. It was Dasha Fuentes. It was. Uh, yeah. I can't remember her name. Her she actual was, name. Yeah, yeah, her actual name. But it was Dasha who was who was released by WWE earlier this year. Uh, and this was just really good stuff. A lot of uh, near Walls of Jericho spots. But Excalibur kept on calling the Lion Tamer. I thought the Lion Tamer was with the knee in the back. I thought that was the same. Yeah, he kept. It was the Walls. Yeah, like, it, was, it was Walls it was of Jericho. The, it was I mean, not it was the Boston line. Crab more than anything. <laughs> yeah, but. he's he's become very lazy with that move. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they, there's some really nice stuff with this. Um, had a couple of ad breaks in there. Lovely Ace Crusher by Scorpio Sky. Mm. I just, uh, Scorpio's so, so good. And I love like his cutter and then you roll through into yeah. the, 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 the dragon. Yeah, that was really good. So, so nice. Uh, but then Jake Hager runs down to the rink. Oh, Jake Hager. And Scorpio Sky takes him out and then Kaz and Daniels run down and they fight with him as well. And Jericho grabs the AW Championship. By the way, as well, on the Fight TV app as well. Aubrey Edwards was one of the most over things in the show. There was massive really? Aubrey chants. Like the Young Bucks <laughs> came out for a promo, but the crowd were just chanting for Aubrey Edwards. It's the best. So Aubrey was distracted by all the stuff on the outside. Jericho's got the belt and he runs, but Sky catches him in the TKO and the crowd super bought into that near fall. I bought into that. Yeah. It, it, was, it was so good because it was... It's kind of like, you know how Rey Mysterio winning the US title this week for me was just... Almost perfect baby Facebooking. It's incre- an incredible story. Here, within the match and the way they built that spot up, there's the heel interference, but the baby face interference cuts it off, but actually it's so the heel can cheat. And you think, well, that, well, that's the finish. But no, the baby face overcomes that as well. It makes the baby face look awesome, not like a doofus. 
great nearfall. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was an excellent sequence. Yeah, really, really great. Um, then we've got a Frankensteiner from Sky for another nearfall. And then he tries to do a third leap but gets caught by a code breaker. Jericho, smart man in wrestling, took his time getting the pin to protect his own move. This is awesome chant at this point. Yep. Uh, and then Sky reversed the Judas effect into a backslide but he gets caught in a, quote, lion tamer. <laughs> was Jericho. Uh, for the submission win. Really, yeah. really loved that match. Thought it was great. Uh, I really, I really like that Jericho won with the Wolves as well. Yeah, uh, it feels like he, Tamer. I mean, it, I'm trying to think of the last time he, he probably won a match, and it was like <laughs> probably 2000 that he won a match with yeah. the Wolves of Jericho. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got so he's got that. He's got uh, the Code Breaker, yeah. which I, I re- would love to see him win more matches with that. I think that's a great move. It's way better than the Judas Elbow. And the Judas Elbow. So yeah, that's that's a nice move set there, yeah. and it's like. It's almost like because Sky isn't the top tier challenger, I, I almost like that he can be put away by the walls, but the Judas elbow is is saved for your Omegas or your Moxleys or your Codys. Uh, but speaking of, Jericho goes to leave, but is then like, nah, I'm a heel. Let's lock on the walls again. Yeah. And whose music should hit? But John Moxley. A music cue that gets me excited. Like when I hear that music. I am amped up. It's great music anyway, but Moxley has become a superstar this year since since joining AEW. Superstar. Superstar. And now it's at the point where I am excited for him to have matches. I'm excited for him to just be on TV. I just want to see him cut promos. Mm. He is legit one of my favorite things in wrestling. Totally. And so when his music hits, I'm like, Moxley's here. And then they like, and JR's going like, oh, I can hear the song, but I can't hit, see where he is. And then he's in the crowd at the top, just staring a, uh, staring a hole through Jericho. And what was behind him? A support Wrestle Talk sign. Yeah, Moxley to Wrestle Talk confirmed. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just a, it was, it was a real good angle. It, you, you know, nothing was said. This was all visual storytelling. And because Mox cut that promo earlier, it it really set up and made this feel big time. Jericho, Moxley, they've come a long way since Mitch the Plant. This is like night and day compared to their WWE feud that was mostly based on comedy. This, to me, felt like, oh, crap. Yeah. I'm nervous and excited. I I want them to tease this match for a while, though, because Mm. uh, Moxley's not top of the power rankings. Yeah. So he, in theory, can't be challenging Jericho for the title. So really, that should be like Pac, but Pac's now lost to Omegas. That's going to be very interesting to see how that affects the power rankings in terms mm. of like who Jericho's number one contender is. But that's just more character motivation for Moxley because yeah. he's like, I beat your top guy at full gear, but that one didn't count. Mm. So now I've got to do it again. And, you know, maybe we do Pac Omega <laughs> too, but this time built to a singles match. Really, really like it. A lot, lot of exciting directions it can go in. Wasn't It was the... The least best Dynamite episode <laughs> yeah. so far, but still plenty to enjoy. It was middle Again, of the roads. It's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Really is. Uh, but yeah, overall, you, you would give it three out of five? Middle of the roads, yeah. yeah. A, a, a high, high middle of the roads. High yeah. three out of five for yeah. me, because there, there, so, so, there was a lot of very, very good stuff. But it is, but that, I think that's what I love about AEW and Dynamite in particular, is that when you have a show that is just, yeah, it's good. Mm. It's still really, really good. Like that, Omega Pack. Like that, that's its middle ground. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like a really good show is basically, that is your three out of five, is a really good show. Totally. And then it's just like, it's just upwards from there. Totally agree. 
because I teased this email on the Raw show uh, from oh, Lita, yeah. who said, uh, Greetings, Ollie, Luke, and the rest of the Rest Talk Posse. I know I'm a little bit late writing in since Ollie had his existential crisis, but I had to wait for Luke to return from Japan. Oh, don't worry, I'm still in it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still very much a part. I, I went to the gym yesterday, and we had to stop doing squats. I'm like, yeah, I've got a personal trainer. And he was like, stop. <laughs> like on the fifth set, he said, stop right now. And I was like, what's, what's up? And he went... You um, um, just put the bar down, put the bar down. We put the bar down and he touched my back and he was like, you have so much tension in your back. You've, and he just like found loads of knots. He was like, we're going to stop training for a bit and we're just going to do a few sessions massaging your back. It's like, okay. Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> me. I am. Um, I've got a bit of a personal trainer myself mm. at the moment. Um, Joe Wicks on his YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's actually quite pricey. Yeah. Um, but he does these like it's like 20 minute workout thing. It's a 20 minute workout, Luke. <laughs> That's what he speaks like. Very much along those lines. Yeah. Um, but one of those, uh, I did the first one. It's like seven days of sweat or something like this. And the first one, the, the thing you had to do for 30 seconds was to hold a squat pose. And oh, it burns. I, I yelled at the TV that he was a knob because it really hurt. Mm. And I'm still feeling the effects of it now. And I've not done day two yet. Getting into the fitness game before December, getting a, a jump on the January fitness exactly, yeah. craze. Uh, because I, I do things before they're cool. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to this email. Um, first of all, since Ollie is looking for hip hop recommendations and Luke came back from Japan, go watch a movie called Tokyo Tribes. Ooh. Did you see this at the London Film Festival? No. Nope. I saw it there and I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to say. Sorry, Lita. Yeah, it, it's. I really like the concept of it. It's like a hip hop musical. Um, but I, I did not get on with it at all. Mm. I thought it was too... It was all style and absolutely no substance whatsoever. Uh, anyway, I have recently moved... Uh, <clears throat> I have recently moved and with the move was finally able to own a cat. Ah. So meet Ollie from the mean streets no. of Ballarat, Australia, weighing no. in at 7kg. He is just over two years old and was in an animal shelter for six months. Oh. And this is his fifth and final home. Please find uh, attached... Ollie the cat. Oh, it's a little cat standing on its back legs like a human. You're not a human, you silly cat. Oh, now it's sitting on a chair. It's sitting on a chair like a human. You don't work in an office, you silly cat. You stupid cat. Uh, hope everything is going well. Keep up the good work from Lita. So Ollie is a popular name for the cat. Do you remember Oliver and Company? I do remember Oliver yeah, and Company, yes. So I don't know if it's was that a was that named after me? Well, it, it would appear so. That, that's what I read that, from the email. That's what I read from the email as well. That the cat is named after you. But maybe those two portions are completely disconnected. She starts with, "Oh, Ollie's in an existential crisis. Here's some hip hop recommendations. By the way, I've got a cat. You know, like, am I am I making links where there's no links? Because that could be an adopted cat, which already has the name Oliver, mm. probably based on Oliver and Company." I thought it was a film about dogs. No, it's, it's cats. I think it's dogs. I'm pretty sure it's, no. dogs. Pretty sure it's dogs. I'm Googling it right now. The Oliver. soundtrack's by, um, uh, not Phil Collins, the other one. There is a dog in it, but Oliver is a cat. Okay. So, uh, I, I don't think I've ever I, seen it. <laughs> I think, okay, like looking at the, the video cassette cover, I think it's a cat with a load of dogs. But Oliver is the cat, look. Okay, but there is, it is predominantly dogs. Yeah, but the dogs are the company. <laughs> Oliver is the draw here. The whole concept is a is a fish out of water. 
but the fish is a cat and the water are the dogs. I no. That's not how that no. analogy works. But I think I'm, I'm not 100% right, but I'm more right than you are. Fair enough. Uh, this comes in from Will Haight, uh, who says, uh, I just got Disney Plus and I noticed that The Simpsons are on there. It's actually a show I've never watched much of, but I hear what? you talk about it very passionately, so the I thought Simpsons? I would give it a go. I was just wondering if you had any must-watch episode recommendations. Hope all is well in London. Best of luck with, uh, to your wife and with the new job. Definitely give the new Star Wars a go. I just got it off Ollie's recommendation, and also, it's a lot. And so far, it's a lot of fun. It's an amazing game. Yeah. You, I feel like I'm talking to someone who's just come back from a space exploration mission. Was Pete just flexing his own muscles there and staring at them? Pete just flexed. <laughs> he just right. flexed his own muscle and just looked at it I lovingly. <laughs> flex. Oh, all right, Pete, Pete flexed one out. Um, flexer. Flexer Pete. You want another gimmick? Is that what you're trying to get over? <laughs> Anyway, sorry, you, you were saying about Simpsons. You felt like you were talking to yeah, someone. Who, the, oh, that's crazy. I mean, is that because The Simpsons is still on TV? It's not like Friends that finished, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't, well, my favorite, I would just say start at season three, four. Yeah. Because it's all gold. It's all, like from season three until nine, it is just gold all the way. Particularly, my, my favorite episode of all time is The Last Temptation of Homer, mm. which is where, I, I, I think that's what the episode is anyway. It's, where, it's the episode when a new, uh, someone new starts at the plant called Mindy. Oh, Mindy. You came and you found me a turkey. <laughs> On my weekend away. Anyway, it's so it's so such a good episode. I always like me and my housemates at university always said it's the airplane of Simpsons episodes because if you didn't like one joke, it's okay because there is <laughs> another joke ten seconds later that you will like. Yeah, it's just wall to wall bangers. I I always go to uh, you only move twice with Hank, Hank Scorpio, Scorpio. Uh, but there, there are so, like how can you pick one? There's so many. And some real heartbreaking ones as well. Oh, like Choo Choo Choo's You. Lisa, uh, the one they. The future do, one. If you, yeah, they mm. look into the future yeah. and see Lisa getting married. Lots of emotional stuff with her dad in that one. And also some very funny jokes about robots. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think we're going to have to draw that to a close, though. Oh, but before we do, uh, we've only got a minute. We've got merch. Merch is launching tomorrow. We're very proud of it. Please go buy the merch when it goes live. And if you are a Pledge Hammer on Patreon, uh, the. Our Survivor Series 1997 review went live today. It is three hours and 40 minutes long. We do a big, nearly hour-long dive into the uh, Montreal Screwjob itself, reading all the observers from the time. It is. It was a fascinating revisit. Not the best pay-per-view of all time, but it was... Half a very good pay-per-view. Yeah, that first hour was very bad, though. But anyway, so if you're one of our pledge hammers, go in there and check it out. If you're not, why the heck not? Uh, Go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. Until then, uh, actually, we'll be back again later today. Uh, Simon and Laurie will be doing the NXT review. Then we'll have the magazine show on Friday. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.